Welcome to part two of this mini vulnerability series where we are going to be talking about visibility blocks. So when we think about our marketing and our sales and putting ourselves out there online on social media, what oftentimes comes up is those fears, those blocks that keep us small and stuck and playing it safe. So today we're going to cover a couple of those blocks and work through some breakthroughs to help you get appropriately vulnerable in your marketing and sales so that you can create authentic, long-lasting connections with your soulmate audience and dreamboat clients. Let's dive in. Welcome to Strut It, a place where CEOs and entrepreneurs circle up and get real about how hard and deeply rewarding this whole forging your own path thing is. As a bold dreamer and innovator, it can feel like your house burns down 50 times each day as you try to build the non-conventional life you love. In this podcast, we will dance with the flames of uncertainty, self-doubt, and money scarcity as we build the business empire of our dreams so that we no longer fear the fire, but welcome the heat. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury, and I built a six-figure dance studio business from a Craigslist ad and a brilliant idea. Together, we strut through the flames of business ownership, sharing the crucial mindsets, strategies, and collaborations of a life and business dance full out. I am so excited to dive into some vulnerability and visibility blocks today because these are so relatable. I know I personally have experienced all of these at one time or another and still bump up against them from time to time. And and I would love to bring these to light, let you know that this is just a normal part of being an entrepreneur. It's a normal part of dreaming big and stepping outside your comfort zone. You're going to bump up against your edges you're going to step into discomfort and these blocks are going to come up and there's nothing wrong with you. Every single person at one point or another, no matter how successful they are, have experienced these and just know that you're not alone and these are totally workable. You can work through them, you can create alongside them. It's not that we have to banish them forever. They're just a part of us. They're part of what keeps us safe. And it's, it's, let's just normalize it. And I also want to be really clear that when I talk about vulnerability and visibility blocks today, I'm really specifically talking to you as an entrepreneur and small business owner when it comes to marketing your business online and on social media. Because in order to be paid online, you must be seen online. If people don't know that you exist or that your company exists or that your product or service exists, they can't buy from you. It seems so obvious. But so really part of this game of being highly visible so that way we can attract more of our dreamboat clients means that we are more exposed. We are open and that can bring up a lot for us. That can bring up a lot of constriction and fear. And I want to dive into some of those common fears that come up. So these are the top four visibility blocks that I see. So the first one is fear of judgment. Ooh, this one is huge. What are other people going to think of me? So this is just 
one of those things when I taught, when I coach my clients in terms of showing up on social media, creating a reel or a TikTok, there's always that fear of, oh my gosh, like what is, like what, what if people don't like this? You know, what if people disagree with me? What if what I have to say upsets someone or doesn't include someone? Or uh, what is my Aunt Sally going to think when she sees this? Or who do I think I am? Um, so there's there's just this fear of like, what are people going to think? Here Here is the truth. Here's the truth. When you become visible online, you will be judged. You will be judged. So that that's just part of this game. As a social media influencer myself, as a person who's grown three accounts massively, you are going to attract the haters. There will be negative comments. There will be people who don't get you, that don't get what you're doing, who don't see value in what you're doing, and may even be critical or mean, right? There's a reason why we call these people trolls. So I want to just normalize the judgment piece. The truth is, is that when you become very public with your brand or your business, there will be judgment. So let's just normalize that. That's not something that we have to avoid or even necessarily be afraid of. It's just part of the price of admission of being a public figure in this space. So what I want you to do when you're bumping up against this visibility block and of fear of judgment. I want you to create your content, your emails, your reels, your TikToks, your social posts on Facebook, wherever you're marketing your business. I want you to create for the person who needs what you have so that your soulmate client, your ideal client, your ideal customer I want you to create for them because that person right now has a problem and you can solve it. So if you're going to allow that fear of judgment of others to stop you from creating, then think about all of those people that you're here to serve that you can't serve. And that is a disservice to everybody. So I want you to create for the person who needs your product or service. And the rest is just noise. So always coming back into that place of who am I here to serve? What is my why? You know, getting rooted in that and speaking to that ideal client, knowing that you are not for everyone and that's perfectly okay. The second visibility block is self-doubt. Oh, this one's huge. Am I smart and experienced enough to do this thing? I will tell you that every time I have pushed my limits and I've said yes to a a big speaking gig that I've never spoken on a stage this big before, or I launch a new podcast, or I launch a new offer, or I do anything new, anything where I'm just pushing my edges and I'm kind of leaping past, you know, where I see the edge that voice of self-doubt will come up. And I just want to normalize that. And there's a real biological reason why your body does that. And it's tied into our nervous system. So your nervous system is doing what it's supposed to do, which is to keep you safe and small because that's what it knows. 
So when you feel that constriction of like, who am I to do this? Am I smart enough to do this thing? Just see that as a good sign. I, I kind of position that in my mind as a good sign that I'm actually on the right track, that I'm expanding my wings. That voice of self-doubt says to me, oh, wow, look at you. You're stepping into your next level. So when you're bumping up against that self-doubt, I want you to do one thing. I want you to look for and find evidence that you do know your stuff. So if you if you're saying, "Oh, I'm just I'm not great at public speaking. I've I I don't have a ton of experience. Who am I to take this speaking gig?" I want you to find the evidence that you are a fantastic speaker. Maybe you are the leader of your team meetings. Maybe you've been the leader of the PTO and you are the one who always leads those meetings. Maybe you are fantastic at speaking to your children or like whatever it is, I want you to go and find the evidence that you actually do know your stuff because you will be amazed at what you will find. And I, I call this like kind of a, a truth treasure trove. You want to get into what is true. Like there's a reason why you're feeling called to do this next thing. And so find the evidence of what you do know, of what you have done, of what you are an expert in, of what is actually true, and that will help you to move forward even though you're feeling that sense of self-doubt. And again, reframing self-doubt as a negative thing, but rather, wow, what a great sign that I am stepping out of my comfort zone and I am moving forward. Visibility block number three is imposter syndrome. I am a fraud and other people will find out. This one is probably the most relatable. Every single human being on the planet has felt this way at one point or another. I want you to imagine every famous leader, celebrity, teacher, expert, friend, parent, We have all experienced this because this is part of being human. So welcome to being human. You have imposter syndrome. There's nothing wrong with you. Secondly, what I want you to do is I want you to snuggle up with the discomfort of feeling that, that you are an imposter, right? Like snuggle up with that. Don't try to stuff it down. Pretend, you know, like you you don't feel that way and you're not going to actually talk about it or you're not going to acknowledge it. Unfortunately, it's kind of like pushing a balloon underwater. It's just going to pop right back above the water or I should say a ball underwater instead of a balloon, but that's how my brain works. So we don't want to push down those feelings. We want to snuggle up with the discomfort. And really the key to moving through imposter syndrome is doing taking action. So imposter syndrome, at least for me, tends to paralyze me. It tends to put me into a freeze where I won't put the post out. I won't make the offer. I won't create the podcast. I won't apply for the grant, whatever it is. So taking action and doing is the absolute best way to build your confidence in what you're doing and to just get those reps in so you that muscle gets stronger the more you do it the stronger the muscle gets the more confident you will feel in delivering whatever it is that you're here to deliver your service and there's just really no way around the taking action and the doing so what i invite you to do is acknowledge the imposter syndrome when it comes up 
Hello, friend. Thank you for being here. I Once again, hello, nervous system. We're in fight or flight. You're trying to keep me safe. I understand. But I'm going to take the wheel and I am going to take action alongside that feeling. Just because I feel that way doesn't go, isn't going to stop me from taking my next inspired action toward my goal. And our fourth and final visibility block is perfectionitis. I am frozen. I have to have everything figured out before I take action. So as a recovering perfectionist myself, I am very familiar with this block. And what I want to invite you to kind of consider is a lot of our perfectionism is rooted in childhood wounds. So of course I can't speak for you. I can speak for myself and other people and just researching this topic in general. But many of us are holding that those wounds from childhood of if I don't get it right, if I don't do the thing perfectly, something bad is going to happen to me. So just notice if anything comes up as I'm bringing that to your attention. And again, not to be so repetitive, but this is another sign of your nervous system trying to keep you safe. So we have our sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight, flight, and freeze. And that is what is activated oftentimes when we're in perfection, because it is that fear of what will happen if I don't get it just right, if it's not perfect. Our body, once again, it doesn't realize that we're just about to record a video and post it on social media. Our body is is telling us that there's a bear chasing us because that's our, our we haven't evolved yet apparently. Um, so I want you to really start to see these signals as messages from your body that your beautiful beautiful body is absolutely just trying to keep you safe and protected. And when you feel paralyzed, what I want you to do is ask for help from a mentor, from a friend, from a coach, because what I have found is that it's hard to just think your way out of perfectionism. You really need that accountability. And this is where investing in coaches and mentors has been a total game changer for me because that person is this incredible mirror and they can essentially hold my hand as I step out into the world, totally imperfect, totally raw, totally vulnerable. But I know that I'm not alone and I know that they're spotting me as I step out of that discomfort. I invite you to find and create a circle of people, a circle of colleagues or mentors who can be that for you, who can hold you accountable, who can be there when you post the thing and then you say, okay, I just want to take it down. It's not perfect. I'm like cringing inside that they can be there with you and help you breathe and help you understand that no one died. Everything's okay. You've got this and and really walk you through it and normalize it. Normalize that this again is just part of expanding our edges, spreading our wings and building a life that's worth living because a life in your comfort zone, it can be good, but a life out of your comfort zone can be great. It can be excellent because you are really expanding into your fullest potential. 
And while it sounds so dreamy to expand into your fullest potential, what we don't often talk about is these blocks, that it can be so hard, that it can be painful, that it's not always easy. And so I invite you to seek support as you move and work through your perfectionism. I would love to hear from you which of these visibility blocks most resonated for you today. Send me a direct message on Instagram. You can find me at Elizabeth Marbury. Send me a DM and let me know which one. Was it fear of judgment, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or perfectionitis? I would absolutely love to know. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider writing a review. We are trying to get this podcast back up and running, and I would absolutely love your support. Share it with a friend, write a review, and definitely send me a direct message on Instagram so we can get into conversation about this. I'm so excited for you to kind of break through some of these visibility blocks and take up more space online so you can get paid for your service, for your work. And make sure you're subscribed to the show so you won't miss when I drop the third and final part of this little mini series. We're going to be talking about what does vulnerability look and feel like in the workplace and really sharing specific examples so you can really root into these concepts on the 3D level. So I can't wait to jump into that with you and I'll see you here next time. I'm Elizabeth Marbury and I want to thank you for being here. Let's keep the dance party going by hanging out on social media together. You can follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Marbury or dance with me on TikTok at Wedding Dance Coach. If you love today's show, be sure to rate review and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.